the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I welcome you to my program, sometimes known as the show. I've debated for 40 years whether to call it show or program. I've not resolved the matter. There is a, a bill that will cross the governor of California's desk that is a sign of our times and certainly a, a truly fine example of what the Democrats do when they have unlimited power. New York Times headline, California approves bill to punish doctors who spread false information. When I was a kid, I learned about the church, Catholic church, persecuting Galileo, the Italian scientist, and he was placed under house arrest by the church, and it was used regularly throughout my life, in fact, as an example of the church suppressing a scientist when he said something the church differed with. Now, you will think that there is no comparison between the bill passed by the Democrats of California and what the church did to Galileo. But I believe there is a not perfect comparison, but absolutely a moral comparison. A sci- Scientists who differ with the, the authorities be they medical uh, or political, will potentially lose their license to practice. They will not be able to make a living in the field of medicine. The idea that scientists who differ with other scientists will not be able to practice science is a reminder of the totalitarianism inherent in all of leftism. There is no difference between totalitarianism and leftism, all leftism is totalitarian if it can get away with it. Liberals are not totalitarian. Liberals vote for totalitarians. There, there is a difference. Just I, I'm not being cute. There is a difference between voting for evil and being those who initiate the evil. The difference 
may not be in the moral sphere, but it is in the reachable sphere. Liberals, some liberals can be reached. You know you're voting the antithesis of your values when you vote for the left. Most can't be reached because they have been persuaded that the the left can never be the enemy. Pa donamiza gauche. No, no. Is it right? Is that right? A gauche? I think so. No enemies on the left. Yes, a gauche. That's correct. It's a very old saying. There are no enemies on the left. That is the saying of liberals. There are only enemies on the right. And even if the right actually holds most of our liberal values, nevertheless, we will continue to live by the phrase, there are no enemies on the left. Do you understand the severity of this? Do you understand how stifling of science this is? You differ with Fauci or the FDA or the CDC or the NIH. You can lose your license to practice medicine. Wow. Do you not understand that the left's use of the term, the New York Times' use of the term, because the New York Times is left, not liberal, The New York Times' use of the term false information or misinformation is a communist tactic to suppress truth, or more accurately, even suppress dissent. I remember well, during the George W. Bush era, how many cars where I live, which is Southern California, a liberal left bastion how many cars had a bumper sticker dissent is patriotic do you remember that one everything the left says in this regard is never is always a tactic it is never actually believed they don't believe dissent is patriotic they believe dissent coming from the left is patriotic I do wonder, with the banning of the gas automobile, which I find to be among the most frightening laws of my lifetime, perhaps the most, is there anything the left can do in California or Massachusetts or New York or Washington or Illinois or Oregon? Is there anything that that the left could do that would persuade people to vote non-left? Thus far, the answer is no. Yes. Trying to strike a balance between free speech and public health. Really, where's the balance? Did you, is, is the New York Times lying in the first sentence? This, this law is trying to strike a balance? between free speech and public health. If you differ with the public health authorities, you lose your license. Where's the balance? So usually the New York Times takes a couple of sentences till it distorts truth. California's legislature on Monday, that's two days ago, 
approved a bill that would allow regulators to punish doctors for spreading false information about COVID-19 vaccinations and treatments. Like what? Like, it's not worth giving a young person a vaccination? Or vaccinations are misnamed? They don't prevent you getting the illness? Everybody knows that now? I think everybody knows that. The term vaccination is misinformation. That's a form of misinformation. It's an injection. It's a jab. It's not a vaccination. The legislation, if signed by Governor Gavin Newsom, would make the state the first to try to legislate a remedy to a problem that the American Medical Association, among other medical groups, do you know what percentage of doctors are in the American Medical Association? Could you look that up? I think it's under 20%. I think under one in five doctors is in the AMA. The AMA represents leftist fools who have an MD. That is all the AMA is. It's a corrupt left-wing organization composed of doctors. This organization announced that children should not have sex listed on their birth certificates. Okay? Do you need to know anything more? The AMA is is a cruel, power-hungry, left-wing organization that happens to be composed of awful human beings who have a medical degree. There's no reason that a medical degree should make you non-awful. Right? There is no correlation between MD and descent. There's no correlation between MD and indecent. MD says nothing about your moral character. Nothing. By the way, it's not an attack on doctors. It's an attack on foolish people who believe that if a doctor speaks. But they don't even believe that because they're trying to suppress doctors. So if the doctors speak what the left wants the doctor to speak, then the doctor is admirable. Do you have the number? Yes, it's um, one less than 10%. Less than 10%. I thought it was less than 20. Wow. So fewer than the, the New York Times, again, it's a perfect example of how the New York Times distorts news. Having studied Pravda in Russian in my graduate work, I read the New York Times very, very accurately. Yes, the AMA. Why does the New York Times tell you that 90% of doctors aren't members of the AMA? Would you not think that that is relevant? Hmm. It's, it's, maybe I should devote my next column to this article in the New York Times. We continue. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here with some information on a new product that's quite fascinating for staying healthy, Cofix RX. Everybody's been in the situation, the person next to you is sniffling or even coughing. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving, and to limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix is just like that. Cofix is a providone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that helps keep you protected from airborne viruses. With Cofix RX nasal spray, you'll target colds, flus, and other viruses right where they breed, 
in your nasal cavity. Cofix RX should be in everyone's pocket, purse, or medicine cabinet. Visit CofixRx, that's C-O-F-I-X-R-X dot com for a doctor, pharmacy, or health food retailer near you or use the coupon code Prager for 20% off at CofixRx dot com. There's a caller in, in Fort Lauderdale, Michael. He says told the screener he'd be intrigued to know what the New York Times article comments are. Good man, Michael. So I didn't think, because I almost always read comments, there are no comments allowed on this piece in the New York Times. This is a trend in the New York Times. I am, I am convinced that when the editors of Pravda, I mean the New York Times, think that there will be a lot of blowback they don't allow comments why are there no comments allowed on this piece is it not significant enough the largest state in the country may take away doctors licenses if they differ with the damn AMA the damn AMA yeah I think that's how we should refer to it the damn AMA. Shame on the the uh, one out of uh, ten doctors who was a member. Shame on you. you. Do you not have the courage to defy anti-science, mean human beings? Do you really believe birth certificates should not list the sex of a child? Because the child will pick the sex. You believe that science? How come it was unknown to scientists throughout the history of the world? What have we discovered in the last five years? So if a doctor says we should in fact put the sex of a child because sex is biologically determined, we should put it on a birth certificate, is that misinformation? While the legislation has raised concerns over freedom of speech, how bizarre. Why would it do that? A doctor offering his medical opinion that is not popular? Why would we allow that? The history of science has always been that you vote on scientific truth, right? The majority is just always right. That's the history of science, isn't it? According to the New York Times and the Democratic Party of California, it is. The bill's sponsor said the extensive harm caused by false information required holding incompetent or ill-intentioned doctors accountable. Now, my dear friends, when you start making laws based on intentions, you have reached not only totalitarianism. You have gone into North Korean territory. What are your intentions? The simpletons of the left, every leftist is a simpleton, believe that they know the intentions of others. You see, I don't. I acknowledge that a lot of leftists, like communists, and for that matter fascists, had good intentions. I never never assess intentions. 
It's useless. Who does bad with ill intentions? Drug cartels in Mexico? Maybe. In order for a patient to give informed consent, they have to be well informed, said State Senator Richard Pan, a totalitarian from Sacramento and co-author of the bill. Richard Pan, I invite you on to the Dennis Prager Show. My friends, it is more likely to snow on the equator than for Richard Pan to come on this radio show. A Democrat from Sacramento and co-author of the bill, a pediatrician himself, and a prominent proponent of stronger vaccination requirements. Oh, wow. Another pediatrician hurting children. I don't, I don't quite understand it. When I say another pediatrician hurting children, I'm talking about the pediatricians who chop off healthy breasts of girls who say they're boys. The Epic Times has a story. Is that the one you sent? I read that already. This poor girl, the scum who take off girls' breasts and tell parents, if you don't approve, your child will commit suicide. So would you rather have a dead boy? No. A dead girl or a live boy? That's the way they put it. These are pediatricians at Boston Children's Hospital. A sick place, if there ever was one. Pittsburgh Children's Hospital. Is there any children's hospital that that does not now lop off boys' penises or castrate them chemically because they say they're a girl in their teens? And they're proud of it. They made made videos. Do we still have the Boston... uh, Sean, do we still have the Boston Children's video? Well, do we know if the woman in that video ha- is herself a pediatrician or is she just a spokeswoman for Boston Children's Hospital? Yeah, it would be very interesting to know. Before I continue, I need to tell you today is August 31st, the last day of August. And I, I really urge you to help Prager University change young people's minds. All month we've been having young people on, some of whom, like the dramatic case of the young black man, 25-year-old, two years ago was fighting on behalf of BLM and then watched PragerU videos, and it opened his mind to goodness, truth, and the decency of the American vision. Whatever you give today is tripled. Go to PragerU.com or call 833-PRAGERU. The break is coming up. We'll hear from a Prager 4 student in Slovakia when we come back. The Dennis Prager Show. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. 
This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Well, it's the last day of August. And it's bittersweet in that it's the last day of the fundraising month. And the reason for the the bitter part of the sweet, it was a sweet month, is that I don't get to speak to Prager Force members around the world. We have 20,000 young people whom we have touched and who in turn touch others. And we're now going to go to Slovakia, where... My wife and I were just, uh, let's see, no, no, just a little over a year ago, not even two years ago. We had a wonderful time there. I, I, I actually put Slovakians in my list of among the friendliest people. So I have a young Slovak, Ludovic Jan Kalfa. He's a Prager Force member. And you can see him at the... What is it, uh, Sean? The Salem News Channel. You can watch me, and he's just waved. So, Ludovic, uh, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. And by the way, am I, in your mind, right in saying that Slovaks are a particularly friendly people or just more or less like everybody else? What do you think? Yes, I, I really agree with you. And even people from Slovakia would, would agree that they're kind, particularly in comparison to some other Yeah, like, uh, like Czechs. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the comparison I actually made today. So <laughs> they're very much in point. So it's so, so I, I just want to tell my listeners, I've been, you, you obviously you'll find this of interest too. I've been to 131 countries. By the way, the 131st was uh, was Slovakia, and I had uh, I had in in the Cold War when there's when they were communist Eastern Europe. I was in Czechoslovakia, but I was never in Bratislava or the Czech or the Slovak part. So I I'm very honest. I was only in the Czech part. Even the Czechs say they're more like the Germans than they are like the Slovaks. So they they acknowledge. <laughs> No intent to insult Germans, but nobody thinks of them as the friendliest group in the world. There are some terrific Germans, obviously, like every other group. So I'm very happy that you uh, you feel similarly about your own people. So how did you discover PragerU? Yes, so a couple of years ago, I noticed a good friend of mine. His, his name is Michael. Uh, I saw him post these little pictures and quotes from people like Ben Shapiro and other uh, people who had made videos for PragerU. And I, at that time, I didn't really know like what it is, actually. I just saw the, the little sign saying PragerU and a quote that I thought it, it's definitely something something wise, wise words. And 
couple of years after that, around around the time of of uh, the Black Lives uh, Matter protests that has started to happen two years ago, I spent a lot of time on the internet and I was confused and I was trying to find something uh, that would help me to clear my my view of, of the situation over over the ocean and I stumble upon a couple of videos by by Prager U and I realized that oh yeah this is something I'm kind of familiar with because I had friends uh, mentioning it and quoting it in their videos for example or other creations so I, I started to de to dig more and more and eventually I, I just went down the rabbit hole and discovered what Prager is all about so do you have and, and I don't expect you to I'm just curious do you have a favorite one or two Prager U videos well there is one video that I have quoted probably more than any other video over the past uh, couple of weeks, months, and it's the one by Mike Rowe, uh, Don't Follow Your Passion, and it really changed my uh, view of, of work and of getting into the into the sphere of, of working, and yes, but there are also others, uh, great videos, like for example, how uh, the one that that tells a story about uh, socialism in Brazil. I personally spent a year in Brazil, and to learn a little bit more about history, it's just enriching, and it can really shape your your view into a health, healthy direction. All right, we're going to continue in a moment. In America, we have commercials. That's the reason we have conservative ideas on the radio, because it's private, thank God at least for the time being. I'll be back with the Slovak member of Prager Force, Ludovic, in a moment. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found that out around 2006 and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. Yes, 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 go on, go on. Hey everybody, it's a male-female hour on the Dennis Prager Show. We've been doing this for about... I think more than 15 years. Every Wednesday, the second hour of my program is devoted to talk about men and women. I'm not a man fan. I'm not a woman fan. I'm a good person fan. I'm truly neutral. I know in my brain, in my thinking, and in my heart, I don't prefer one sex over the other. It's an interesting question, 
do most are most people neutral in that matter? In their hearts, do most women think women, in the final analysis, are are a bit better than men? Do most men think, at the ultimately in the bottom of their hearts, that men are, are a little better than women? What do you think? You think you think that that's true? Yeah, I think I think that's generally yeah. always been true. That's fascinating. How's how's that for a topic? That's fascinating. Do you think either sex is just a bit superior to the other? I think they are inherently superior in some ways. I think that they that ultimately it's so insignificant the advantages that one has over the other, built in, I'm talking built in stuff, that it's really an individual matter. There are great men and great women and awful men and awful women. What do you think? In your heart, do you think your sex, or for that matter, the other one, is just a little bit better. <laughs> one eight Prager seven seven six. You know, this is a great example of something I have. I I have always opened the show by talking about. I'm not a man fan. I'm not a woman fan. I'm a good person fan. But I've never actually devoted any of the hours to that question. What do you think? Do you think? that your sex is just an eensy-teensy bit better than the other. I can really make the case for individual preferences in both cases. In other words, preferences, individual items... Like, here's an interesting one that I have bounced off a lot of men and women. Would you rather work for a man or a woman? And almost everyone that I have asked this to of either sex has said men. On the other hand, if you had to leave your uh, daughter with a uh, a babysitter... <laughs> Would you, would you sooner leave your daughter with a woman or a man? Is that a fair question? <laughs> so you see what I mean? It really, it it really does depend on the issue. There are, and of course, there are generalizable things in in both cases. I'll tell you this: if you want to find something, like. You misplaced your phone or your keys. I'll I'll call on a woman any day. It is really funny, actually, when I speak to women about their husbands. That they, as a general rule, men can't find something. And as a general rule, women find it. It's a very funny thing, because you think, in many instances, you think it's your... Uh, 
your individual case. Oh, my husband, and yeah, no, it's unbelievable. He never lifts anything to look uh, underneath to see if it's there. A uh, an intimation that, at least in that, not, admittedly not highly significant matter, women are superior. I remember. I'll tell you a very interesting anecdote. So. As many of you know, I'm very much into classical music. So in high school and college, I listened, I grew up in New York, and I grew up listening to two classical music stations, WQXR and WNCN. I think QXR still exists. It's a New York Times station at the time, maybe still is. WNCN was an FM station, played classical music 24-7. I loved it. Anyway, QXR had a program where they would have professional music reviewers review a, a performance. They'd play, they'd play a performance, and then they, they would not tell them, let's say, a piano sonata. And they wouldn't tell them who the pianist was, but they would just have them rate the performance, critique the performance without knowing who it was. I found that just fascinating. And then, of course, at the end, they told you. They did one thing one day that riveted my attention. They wanted to see if there was any way to discern whether the pianist was a male or a female. And these these were professional musicians that they were playing these recordings for. Could they tell, not knowing obviously who the pianist was, whether it was a man or a woman playing the piece and there was zero way of knowing. So if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, If you don't know, what does it mean you'll get it right 50% of the time? How would that work? Is that right? Or or in other words, would you be wrong more than 50% of the time? I think theoretically you could be wrong more than 50% of the time. Of course you could. Anyway, they, they, they had no idea, and I had no idea. It was purely individual. There was no feminine characteristic to uh, piano playing or masculine characteristic. There might have been that characteristic, but it didn't characterize the pianist. Then there was the man, God, do you remember the man I had on, a professor who wrote the, the, The Superiority of Women, a book on the superiority of women? Were you even my producer at the time? I mean, this is really going back a long time. And he was, a, he was one of the nicest persons I ever interviewed on, on my show. And it was painful for me to differ with him for the entire interview. But I did. I, I thought his arguments were untenable. The, was it the moral superiority of women or something like that? There, 
there is, in my mind, a beautiful balance between the two sexes, which is very hard to achieve. Life is life is challenging. But nevertheless, when it works, the male-female jigsaw puzzle of the pieces fitting together can be a very beautiful thing. So that's the question. Do you think either sex is just an eensy-teensy bit superior to the other? 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-776. It took the left a hundred years to gain control of our education system. With disruptive concepts like Prager University, we can take it back in a decade. But only if people support us. Go to PragerUniversity.com and donate today. product, Pure Talk, save you or family, any four lines, you'll save about $900 a year on your phone bill by switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile over to Pure Talk. So I I didn't fully trust it, so I actually got a phone through Pure Talk. You can get a brand new phone Android or iPhone at a great price as well, by the way. You can keep your own phone. That's your choice. But if you want to save a lot of money and still have this 5G service, just dial pound 250 on your phone and say Dennis Prager, and you will get a month free in addition to the great rates that they have for text and talk and data. You have a no-risk money-back guarantee. The help is all America-based. Switch to Pure Talk now. Get a month free. Dial pound 250-250 and say Dennis Prager. So do you think either sex is superior is the question on today's male-female hour. So here we go. Uh, Let's... uh, this is so interesting. So here's a man who says women are superior. Here's a woman who says men are a bit better. And let's see. There's a guy who says men are a bit better. That's an interesting take. I'm not sure what that means. All right, this will be fun. Nathan in Denver, Colorado. Hello. Mr. Prager, it's an honor to speak with you, sir. Thank you very much. I have to say, first and foremost, I, I hear a lot of conservative voices that reinforce what I think, but you're one of the few people who actually influence how I mm. feel about things. Mm. That's great. Thank you again. Best compliment I could come up with for you. It certainly um, is. And I think women are uh, are a lot better than men <laughs> in a lot of ways, actually. Mm-hmm. And so are, are you, I take it you're married? I am. 
would your wife agree with you or you're not sure? No, I, I, I would have to guess. Never asked her the question. Um, no, she would probably say men. I don't know. I, I'd just be guessing. Yeah, no, it's a, you know, that's fine. I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you would know. But it, yeah. it, would be, it would interest you if she didn't agree with you on this. She's one of the other people that influenced my thoughts quite a bit. <laughs> and so, uh, well, so raise it with her. It would be interesting. So when I say that, for example, that if I ask men or women, would you rather work for a male boss or a female boss, both sexes say male. Does that resonate with you or you think it's just anecdotal? No, I believe I would probably answer that question the same way and, and the question about the babysitter as well. Right. So in what way is in what ways are women superior? I think they're more industrious than men. Most women I know work harder. And for for example, if both a uh, man and woman in the house work a 40-hour week work week, the woman will be most likely to go home and, and clean and cook and I think that that's I mean that's anecdotal I suppose as well, but I think that's a rather true statement. They work harder after they get home than the men do. And, Women, I believe, feel obligated. So I wrote, I wrote a piece. My column this week is about the disproportionate number of women compared to men that I think are hurting American society. And I give the example, it, 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 since you said you're conservative, I, I assume, though it's not necessarily the case, that you feel as I do that elementary schools are sexualizing children much too early, and that uh, this preferred pronoun stuff and non-binary stuff with children is damaging. And nearly every case, it's a female who's doing this, because 92% of kindergarten teachers are female, 75% of teachers are female, and 85% of librarians, where they're having uh, drag queen uh, study hour, is... uh, or reading hour is are also female. So what do you say to that? Yeah, that's my wife actually teaches in an elementary school and she's very conservative and uh, she tries to bring her values to the children she impacts frequently. But as to that point, um, women are, I think, more emotional than men to a degree. I think men become more emotional at the extremes when when they are emotional, they get dramatically so and women can remain calm under more difficult situations but just on a day-to-day basis they tend to be more emotional and i think that is a purely emotional belief that you need to support that movement the transgender movement you need to support people's feelings i think that's based on emotion i I agree with you i i totally agree with you so why doesn't that are if you say that women are are more likely to be guided by emotions than men that's not an argument for their superiority no it's an area where they fall well i don't know i don't know that i can even say that that's a that that's a a flaw it's it's a difference and like you said we need the differences that's what makes right that's why i don't think either sex is superior Anyway, you're a delight. Let me just say that. Thank you for calling. Ask your wife what she thinks, and let me know. <laughs> All right, Joan, Lake, also in Colorado, in Lakewood. Hello. Hello. 
Hi. I I need to make a better compliment than Nathan did, so I I want to say to you how much I appreciate your happiness hour. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah, I believe that um, men are just a little bit more superior than women. And it has to do a little bit with that emotional piece you were talking about. Um, so when my husband and I were first married, um, we had some really kind of rocky um, things. And I always tell a bride at a wedding that the first year is the hardest. Um, if you can make it through the first year, you're going to make it 10 years. And then I think if you make it through 10 years, you'll make it through 25. Anyway, um, uh, so... I would come home and I'd be upset about something and I'd start ranting and something. And my husband tried very hard to fix the situation. And finally, I had to say to him, look, um, I will spew out stuff and I don't expect it to be handled until you hear it the third time. And then when you hear it the third time, <laughs> you can sit down and say, right. look, yes." I'm Heard you say this three times now. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's time to solve it. Right, exactly. I have to take a break. I've actually done that subject. It is a great one. Is the cliche that women want to be heard but not have the problem solved accurate? We'll be back in a moment. Is either sex superior? Hey, everybody, welcome back or to the Dennis Prager Show. I told you that I almost always read comments on articles that I think are important. Then you really see what the public, or many in the public, not the public, many in the public think. I had a thoughtful article yesterday, my column up at my website and up at Town Hall, up at Daily Signal, Daily Wire... American Greatness, uh, PJ Media, and other places. And it is that women are disproportionately hurting this country. It's either true or not true. If you think that what is being done to children in elementary schools is good, the early sexualization of them, telling them that they're neither a boy or a girl, not even calling them boys and girls, just students, deliberately avoiding the terms boy and girl, telling them about preferred pronouns when they're in third grade. If you think all of that is good, then women are doing a wonderful thing. 75% of teachers are women, 92% of kindergarten teachers are women, 85% of librarians are women, where you have the drag queen story hour, for example. There was a, there was a, I mean, did you see, just in the last few months, do you remember the one where there was something about Lick It? Do you remember that? A, a poster? It was purely, uh, it was a purely sexual thing, and it was l- little kids in the room. Uh, I'll, I'll show it to you. He doesn't remember, which is remarkable, because he probably sent it to me. I, w- I also watched a drag queen performing for little kids, I mean, kindergarten age kids, a guy in a dress uh, da- dancing for the kids. This was, it was all arranged by women. 
And as I pointed out, single men do most of the damage. We each have issues with our natures, and we have to battle them. So I knew when I wrote the piece that the, that people on the left would call me a misogynist and and mock me, and it has no effect on me at all. Well, I take that back. It has an effect on me. When when I read the shallowness of these comments, I realize the job that our educational system has done in preventing so many people from being able to think clearly. So there are about a hundred, well, I don't know, A, a woman put up the tweet, not going to lie, I love it when the misogyny is this pure, and it's a picture of my the headline of my article, Women Are Disproportionately Hurting Our Country, and the sub, subheading, for those who associate women with instinctively protecting children or with being supportive of a traditionally religious life, this era in American history has provided something of a shock. There's real, there's woman hatred for you, right? So, uh, there are 2,878 retweets, 25,000 likes on this tweet against me. Oh, it's trending? What is trending? My article? Or this discussion? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what goes for thought. Uh, First, the woman who put this up, the original tweet, on the indoctrination, quote-unquote, of young people, then quotes me. And who is facilitating all of this? In virtually every case, a woman. 92% of kindergarten teachers are women, 75% of all teachers are women, and 85% of librarians are women. So it's interesting that she would put up this quote, but there's no refutation of what I said. It's like it's self-evidently wrong. Again, here's another one. Female teachers are also to blame for the pandemic, which I never said. One of the distressing parts of people on the left is their incapacity to think clearly. They, it's, and to make up things. So l- listen, listen to, I want you to please try to follow this. The woman writes that I say female teachers are to blame for the pandemic. So here is the quote from my article to, to support her charge that I blame women for the pandemic. I made that clear, correct? Here's my quote. Here's the quote she puts up. They demanded, that is the teachers, overwhelmingly female, because of their hypochondria and an apparent inability to apply reason to COVID-19 risk, that schools be closed for nearly two years. And she says, that's evidence that I blame women for the pandemic. No, I blame women for the closing of schools for two years. Men are, when men were part of it too, but it's overwhelmingly women. 
So how does she make up that I blamed women for the pandemic? It's really scary stuff. You, I, I mean this, I, uh, if I were standing before God himself, it is not possible to think clearly and be a leftist. You can be a liberal, you can be a conservative. You cannot be a leftist. This is this whole, it's now trending on Twitter. Next, don't forget lady doctors, quote from my article. Women physicians and healthcare workers are at the vanguard of ruining young people's lives at children's hospitals that push giving young people puberty blocking hormones and opposite gender hormones. Is it true or is it not true? Do you know that not one of the hundreds of tweets actually ask, is it true or not true? All they do is mock. Okay, let's see. All right, so now let's see. One guy writes, Michael J. Tierney, at the end of her tweets, one guy. (laughs) Uh, Well, to his credit, it's got 5,000 likes. I, I didn't notice that. Michael J. Tierney. Replying to Jessica Valenti, but are you going to write an article with counter-arguments, or are you just going to dismiss it as misogyny and let it all sit out there with no real objective rebuttal? Not one response to the guy's response. (laughs) They don't do that. They don't write an article with counter-arguments. There we go. So here's the first response. Are you ready? with a picture of the Ukrainian flag and a sunflower. Primrose Lane, replying to at Jessica Valenti. So according to misogynist Dennis Prager, world peace depends on women who shut up and smile more. No, that is the level of every single one of, this is a trending tweet. On my column. Next, Primrose Lane again. Oh, man. Narrator. At Dennis Prager is afraid of women and dislikes them immensely and cannot see beyond his own bigotry. What do you think the odds are, if you had to bet, my dear listener, that Primrose Lane, male or female, I don't know, that Primrose Lane read my column. What do you think the odds are? (laughs) Let's see. I dislike women. Oh, I'm afraid of women and dislike them immensely. That's fascinating. Would you say more women work at PragerU than men? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable for a guy who uh, is afraid of women and dislikes them. Our CEO is a woman, to the best of my knowledge. Oh, yeah, I'm married to one, too. Shoes for Industry writes, Wait till you read what Dennis Prager thinks about people of color. What do I think about people of color? Okay. This is uh, 
This is how your left-wing child comes out of college. The Dennis Prager Show. One of the more interesting aspects of reading all of these comments is now, what is the word? It's doing what on Twitter? Trending. Yeah, that's the word, trending. The the attacks on my column of yesterday about women disproportionately hurting the country. I give the data. Nobody refutes anything I wrote. But one of the more depressing aspects of reading what leftists write well, it's, it's irrelevant that it's about me. I, I, I couldn't care less. It's just they make up things. They put things in quotes that I never said because truth is not a left-wing value. If you can smear someone you differ with, you don't have to tell the truth about the person. Here is a... Uh, here's one. A lot of them come out of nowhere. Here's another from the Dennis Prager Detritus Collection. Ooh. If Jews actually believed their religion, they'd help Christians convert people. I found this 2005 Dennis Prager column in which he says the mission of Jews should be to help Christians convert people. I'm rarely astonished from stupid or offensive material, but this one is just wow. He puts up the column. I didn't write that. To the extent, by the way, I just I will say this. I have said it all of my life. The death of Christianity in America is the death of America. Does he disagree? Does this guy want to see Christianity die in America? But I never wrote what he what he wrote that I wrote. They make up things. Okay, what is the next one? It's very important that you realize what 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 they do. Oh yes, here's another one. Carlos Rivas. Uh, of course, this is by Dennis Prager, the guy that wrote twice about how marital rape is a test of love. Isn't that amazing? My line, truth is not a left-wing value, is meant literally. When this guy wrote this, he didn't ask, am I telling the truth? It doesn't matter to him, is he telling the truth? Only matters, can he smear me? That, That is all he thought. Even, what was it, Daily Kos? Where was it? What was the big, what's the, one of the big left-wing sites? The one that said that I advocated marital rape. Was was that, you remember where it was? Daily Kos, yeah, Daily Kos, right. So that's what, I, I, I wrote a two-part column about 10 years ago about when a woman is not in the mood, and I wrote, if you love your husband and he's a good man, don't let mood be the only thing that determines if you make love with him. That was that was my advice. It has helped vast numbers of couples because I don't believe in general mood should determine whether we do something productive. 
and it is productive for a marriage. And that was called marital rape, where the whole thing was, it's in her hands whether they have sex or not. How could it be marital rape? Do you know that somebody in Daily Kos wrote, actually, I don't agree with anything Dennis Prager writes, one of their writers, but to accuse him of advocating marital rape is just beyond the pale. This is what they do. This is what they always do. This is a lesson in leftism to see the tweets reacting to my column. Yes. Let's see what else here. It's true. This is from Naomi L. It's true. Misogyny is the only bigotry that is still fully socially acceptable. Ironically, I'll tell you what the only bigotry that's socially acceptable Believe me, misogyny is not socially acceptable. You know what's socially acceptable? Attacking men, attacking whites, and attacking Christians. Those are the bigotries that are acceptable. Believe me, very few people criticize women. Very few. Because too too few men and too few women have the courage to do so. Because everything I wrote is true. Women are disproportionately involved in ruining little children. Period, end of issue. They are. Now, you may think it's great that ki- kids are prematurely sexualized in, 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 uh, uh, at the age of five. You, if you think that, then of course you don't agree with me. Then women are doing the country a service by telling kindergartners they're neither boys nor girls. That's the message of vast numbers of females teaching your children. If you think that's good, then my thesis is wrong. Misogyny is the only bigotry still fully socially acceptable. You ever hear of attacks on whites? White privilege, as an example? Ever hear about Christians? The nemesis of the country? Oh, wow. The lack of self... This is a perfect example of the lack of self-awareness on the left. All right. There are many more, but I have more to talk to you about. Stay tuned. The Dennis Prager Show. So I did find the reference, and I'm I'm always aware that there are often young kids listening to the show, so I'm very careful. But I have to bring this to your attention. I, I see the video now. And it's from June 4th. And there are seven-year-olds tipping drag queens, hanging out, as the description puts it, in the 21 and up bar in Dallas. I don't know why they were allowed in. You don't know how impossible it is for a kid to go into a cigar lounge. A kid, I mean under 21. So they have seven-year-olds in a bar tipping a drag queen, but a 20-year-old can't go into a cigar lounge. 
all these are all college graduates who make up these ideas by the way that's that's a side point there's a sign up there it's not gonna lick itself I'll repeat it's not gonna lick itself and my suspicion is it was the women teachers who brought them there and there's a picture of the crowd cheering as children walked with the drag performers this is exactly what you want your seven-year-old to see right anyway it all has to do with my column on the role of women in disproportionately hurting the society today unless you think these are good things then you obviously will differ with me in the contrary you'd say they were disproportionately helping the society today is that correct yes Louisville Kentucky Ken hello Mr. Prager it is truly an honor to speak to you and I just want to say Thank you kindly for waking me up. I guess I can say uh, you made me a recovering Democrat. When? Uh, about two and a half weeks ago. That recently? Uh, yeah, I am a lifelong union guy and a lifelong Democrat. I lost a voyager with my pastor, and excuse me, I'm a little nervous, and I had to listen to your show for a month. And it took about a week and a half or so for me to wake up and... Uh, I just want to say thank you and make a lot of logic. Your your pastor and you wagered what exactly? Uh, Well, you would have to take me fishing or I'd have to listen to your show for a month. That's a riot. That that is precious beyond words. I thank you. (laughs) That's a great idea. That's what you should do, folks wager listening to me the show or my fireside chats my videos if it's specifically about me and that would be fine I mean there uh, thank God so many others doing great work as well but if it's just me that's a good wager because they don't hear us and when they do, like the young black guy, the 25-year-old guy I had on this week, was in Prager Force. He was a BLM activist a couple of years ago and watched our videos. You see, if you have an open mind, you will leave the left. You may end up a liberal, it's possible, but you will leave the left. That's why they shut us down. That's why they don't want people to hear it. Well, that was that was a riot. What was it? He'll, he'll have to take him fishing. Whoever, okay, or so they made some other wager. So if he won, they'd go fishing, and if he, he the pastor, won, he'd listen to Dennis Prager. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. Yep. What? Got uh, one. I'm going to take some more calls, but I, I, I tell you what's, you know what's hounding me? 
I'll tell you what is. The, the law the Democrats passed that if a doctor spreads misinformation, he can lose his medical license in California. If, if Gavin Newsom signs that, you, and, and you are not aware then of what the left has done to the medical profession, nothing will convince you. It's the last day of fundraising. It's August 31st. Every, anything you give to PragerU is tripled if you give it today. 833-PRAGERU, PragerU.com. We're doing a lot of good, really a lot of good. So help us. I, uh, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to raise this issue a lot because it may be the scariest development in American medical history that California will revoke, if this law is passed, it's been passed, if it's signed by Gavin Newsom, the Democrats who ruin everything because they're leftists now, they're no longer liberals. If a doctor differs with the AMA, he can lose his license. Do you understand the the bigotry, the hate, the the loathing of sci- of the scientific method that is involved here, the harm that will be done to people because there will be no dissenting medical voices. Just as communists, they exactly what communists did, did what Putin does today. Whatever they don't like, they label misinformation. They lie every day. To be a leftist is to lie. It is not possible to be an honest leftist. You could be an honest liberal. You cannot be an honest leftist. It is not a value on the left. I don't mean dishonest in your daily life. In their daily life, a leftist can be honest. Uh, yes, I, I, uh, I put in X number of gallons in my car. Or I took the kids to, to work or to, to, to soccer. But on, on any macro matter, any political matter, when you start loving truth, you leave the left. I know this sounds so hard to believe, but this is a perfect example. You label what you differ with misinformation. Isn't that misinformation? How do you know it's misinformation? When the late, glorious Dr. Victor Zelenko saved hundreds upon hundreds of patients from the beginning of COVID by giving them hydroxychloroquine with zinc, was he lying? Was he out of his mind? Would he lose his license if he were in California? He would! The man saved lives. The Democrats of California will kill untold numbers of people by not allowing medical dissent. Do you understand the danger? If you don't give a damn about uh, about truth, so you're a leftist, but you do give a damn about people dying, you're killing people if you pass this bill. By not allowing medical dissent, you are killing people by definition. Oh, God, it is every day the vicious idiocies of the left. 
What is the moral defense? I'll read to you some of the doctors who were thrilled, thrilled in California with this law. Just thrilled. They don't want any doctor to say something they don't, they don't agree with. They want them to lose their license. Let me say this. My doctor differs with the AMA. That is one of the reasons he's my doctor. If my doctor were in the American Medical Association, I would leave him or her. There's something wrong with them morally and medically. Find out if your doctor is a member of the AMA. And if your doctor asks why, because if you are, with all, I love you, I respect you, but I will leave you. Okay, let's see. Columbus, Ohio. Casey, hello. Hello, Ms. Hello? Hello, do you hear me? I do. How are you, Mr. Prager? It's an honor to talk to you. Thank you. I was listening to your uh, one of your callers a little bit ago who reco- described himself as a recovering Democrat. Mm-hmm. I guess I would fit that description recently. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you personally because I'm also Jewish. And I think one thing that made more conservative ideas less appealing to me was a very, not that I'm anything against Christianity, but like the very strong association I made with conservative values and Christianity. And there are a lot of Jewish people, conservative commentators like Ben Shapiro and stuff, but, and they, a lot of them mention being Jewish quite often, but you've done a lot of content, you know, about being Jew, about directing Judaism and stuff. My rabbi has your book about the Bible on his, uh, on his coffee table. So, like, I just wanted to thank what, you. For what denomination what the nomination is your rabbi? Uh, I go to a Chabad. Oh, <laughs> so no, okay. I go to an Orthodox <laughs> synagogue. I'm not str- super strict myself. No, 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 no. It was hard for me to imagine a, any conservative, virtually any conservative or reform, oh, rabbi, reform rabbi, having right. my Bible commentary on his desk. I actually recently stopped. Um, I taught at a reform synagogue for 12 years, and I recently stopped. And uh, one of the reasons, besides it just felt like time to move on, I recently had more kids, but, like, was because I felt like one day I was going to get fired for my opinion on pronouns or guns or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of wanted to end up in terms because it's just become yes. so, it's going so far that way. Well, you know, l- listen, you made my day. I thank you. A lot of Jews are getting fed up with the woke rabbis. A lot. Every, I would say... of woke synagogues, the attendance is dropping. And you know what? They don't care. I know know many of them. They don't care. Woke is their religion. They're willing to sacrifice their synagogue to be woke. By the way, my High Holy Day services is the 15th year I'm conducting them. They will be streamed by Salem. I'll give you info, and if you want to attend and not have a woke or any political, I'm not conservative politically either. There are no politics at my services. Drop me a line. I'll send you information at DennisPrager.com. This is something I'm not going to let go of, and if you're in California, you might want to write to 
Governor Newsom that the thought that this state, the largest in the United States, would threaten doctors with the loss of their ability to practice medicine if they differed with the AMA, who declares what's misinformation or not? Dr. Zelenko died of cancer tragically about a month ago. I was always in touch with him from the beginning of the pandemic. A lot of people owe their lives to this man because he he bucked the totalitarians of the American Medical Association and the mainstream media, gave his patients hydroxychloroquine and zinc. That, that's basically, I think, I think it's through him that I even learned about it. Not, not, not quite certain. Yeah. What no. was him? Or wasn't him? Yeah, Zelenko. Oh, it was, yeah. He was an Orthodox Jew with a beard. Most religious people failed the test of courage during those two years, but the the proportion of those who didn't fail was highly in favor of the religious, Christians and Jews. One of the many reasons I'm religious is I look at reality and I see what the secular world has produced. Yale, Berkeley, any college virtually, and what the religious world has produced, the Victor Zelenko. It's a big deal. I judge ideologies by their fruits, not by their theories. By the way, I made a mistake. Uh, if, if you're interested in attending my High Holy Day services, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, by the way, non-Jews come as well. It's, uh, it's uh, the, uh, you don't have to send me an email. There's a link up at uh, DennisPrager.com. And I will be, we will be streaming it all over the world as well for those of you who want a meaningful service because you, there's not one available with your woke rabbi. Well, I have 30 seconds left to ask you to help Prager you. It's August 31st. Began the month with my birthday. That's why we chose August. We're doing a lot of good. Please help us. We do, everything is available for free, thanks to people like you who donate. PragerU.com, A33PragerU, and if you give it today, whatever you give will be tripled. Thanks so much. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, Every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.